I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Roman Gurele. He is a runner, uh, graduate of Powake, New Mexico State. Uh, he runs the NewMexico.run website, which if you haven't checked out, it'll be in the show notes. Definitely check it out. Uh, so thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Seb. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my first question is, how did you get into running? So I got into running um, back in high school. Uh, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't very good at sports, but <laughs> running was something that I could do. So I tried out for the cross-country team, and uh, Coach Lockridge from Pawaka, uh let me on there. And then uh, <clears throat> currently Senator Ben Ray, he's currently Senator Ben Ray Luhan. Uh, he kind of was a team captain, and he took me under his wing and you know, gave me a lot of pointers, and uh, he, he's... He was like, do this or do that. And so that's how I started developing. And then I tried out for track, uh, kind of liked that. So so um, I kept on with those things throughout high school. That's fantastic. I did not realize that Ben Ray Lujan was, ran for Pawaka, to be he honest. Did. He did. In fact, to this day, uh, his record on one of the trails still stands. Uh, Coach Lockridge had said, whoever can run up this trail first gets their name uh named after it and, and it's still called Ben's Trail. <laughs> that is fantastic. You know, what was it like running for Coach Lockridge? Because, you know, I grew up in northern New Mexico and those Pawaka teams were always good. He was always great at developing runners and just having a team that was ready to go. Well, he is, he's a, first of all, he's just a really genuinely good guy. Um, both in, you know, as a teacher and then he loves running. So basically, you know, running for him is a, it's an accessible, it makes everything accessible, I guess. Uh, You know, he takes everybody on and he develops you and and he's encouraging. And I think that's how he's built such a good program at Powake uh, is that he, he, he's just very nurturing and he knows the sport inside and out, his passion for it. And then he also really made it a, a true team effort. So everywhere we went, it was a team effort. Every practice was a team effort. And uh, that's, that's kind of uh, what helped me out a lot. Because uh, like I said, I was, you know, the shy, skinny, geeky kind of kid. And, <laughs> and, you know, with, between Coach Lockridge and, and Ben Ray and different folks on the team, uh, that's how I was able to evolve. That is, that's awesome. And it's just kind of such a universal story with cross country you know if you get on with a good coach and a good team and they just it's it's a great little community <laughs> it really is it's it's an amazing thing and so um when when you went to college you know did you have dreams of continuing running did you have dreams of trying to walk on or anything or what did that look like for you so when i went to college i did not have dreams of of walking on the team. Um, I was, uh, I was in the party mode and, you know, it it was time to go to New Mexico state with all my friends and have a good time. Um, that said, I did keep up running, uh, and I wouldn't say running in a, in the sense of training or anything, but, uh, there's some beautiful places to run down there in Cruces. So, uh, 
regularly would run around a mountain or around the campus or around the golf course uh, and places like that, but never anything serious. Uh, just more for the feeling of it. You know, that's the one thing I've, you know, I've explored a decent amount of Northern New Mexico and have run different places there. And obviously now in Albuquerque, but I've never really run down in Las Cruces, but I've seen some beautiful pictures of some of the runners I follow down there. And it, it really, I guess, cause I haven't spent a lot of time down there. It just really has opened my eyes to like how beautiful it, it, the certain areas are down there for running. You know, it really is a beautiful area around the Oregon mountains. Uh, you know, there's some really great trails. I probably wouldn't recommend running in, you know, middle of July or something, uh, <laughs> making that the first trip down there. But, you know, if you, if you run in the fall or the winter or the, or the spring, it's, it's pretty good temperatures and, and it's just it's truly gorgeous. It's different from up here in, uh, Albuquerque and Northern New Mexico, definitely, but right. it's, a, it's a different kind of beautiful. And, um, it's, it, I highly recommend it. Well, and I guess that, that was always my first thought was just, oh God, it's going to be hot. Like, why would anybody want to run down there? <laughs> well, in the summer, you know, peak, peak heat in July, that's, it's probably definitely uh, a little bit, a little bit too warm for, <laughs> for what we're used to up here. Right. <laughs> Albuquerque is still too warm for me sometimes. So. <laughs> me too. Me too. Oh, uh, so. You know, how you're obviously, you know, getting a little bit older, you know, what, what did that progression look like from kind of that running in high school to, you know, what you're doing now? Because I know you've done several races, you're still, you know, looks like you're out there training to kind of be the best version of yourself right now. So uh, that's actually a, a really great question. So um during college and after college, you know, I kept, I, I would run and again, nothing serious. Uh, and then uh, one of my colleagues at work was always leaving to go train every Tuesday and, and go, go, go run at the track up in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, because I was living in, in DC at the time. And so she said, come check out our program one of these days. And the program is called uh, Montgomery County Roadrunners Experience Marathon Program which turns out to be, uh, you know, one of the best marathon training programs in the United States, in my opinion. Um, so I, I went out there, hit the track, really liked the folks. They, they said, come out for a long run. Uh, I was not an official member of the program, so I sort of had to bend it. To, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did my first long run with them, really liked it, kept, uh, kept on showing up. And next thing you knew, I was, uh, you know, pulling 10, 12, 14, 16, then 18 miles. <laughs> and I had always been the person that said, I'm never going to run a marathon. And next thing you knew, I was actually training for the marathon. And I actually ran the marathon and and kind of fell in love with that. So, uh, so yeah, that's, it, it went from, it went from just real casual running to full-blown marathon training. And next, next thing you knew, I had run. Boston's and uh, Chicago and uh, you know a bunch of other really cool race uh, marathons, half marathons and, and stuff. So that's kind of how I got into the the distance stuff. Um, and then along the way, uh, you know, I realized uh, I, I got a, a BQ. So then the next goal was okay, can I hit a sub three? And so then I hit a sub three, and then it was like another one and another one, and. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I kind of got into it from there and uh, 
became a pace coach for the for the program uh yeah. and just ran with a bunch of really good people like uh pretty much my running family out there in uh in the east coast and so you know met met a lot of friends and and you know we're we're still really good friends today and and um yeah that's that's kind of my my foray into running that's awesome and it's so funny how many people go from like just casual and it just takes a friend or you know someone they you know something happens they and they get that bug like okay yeah i'll do i'll do this race or i'll do that and it's just it's um that that bug just gets back in there of like well can i do this how well can i do this oh this went well then the next one might be better <laughs> exactly and then it's, uh you know and like i said they're they're just really good folks and so you know how runners are like you 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 run hundreds and hundreds of miles with people and you talk about shoes and weather and good races and bad races and what are you training for and it it actually turned out to be like saturday mornings at 6 in the morning became my favorite time uh to to wake up go do a you know go do a good long run and even if it was just dreadful humidity or or whatever out in the east uh it was no matter what it was always a good time so so yeah it was, it's it's a really cool thing running is a great sport yeah i mean again like talking about that community you build as a kid in cross country in you know in high school and with your high school you know friends or or what become good friends and then in later in life you kind of can find that same thing with these groups of runners where you're just like all of a sudden your your world almost revolves around the same schedule because you're all training for things at the same times or different at times and, and you're out there just sharing this experience exactly it's a really it's, good feeling exactly <laughs> so what what took you out to the east coast so uh so I was uh, out of college. I was working for the state of New Mexico, and um, I had gone uh, to a conference in D.C. and you know met a, a New Mexican out there, and you know kind of kind of difficult to to be doing a relationship two thousand miles away. So uh, I decided, you know what, let me move to the East Coast, and got got a good job with the federal government, and and uh, that's kind of how it all happened. That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and did, you know, you're getting into back into running, you know, around this time, you know, that can, it's a, it's a great kind of uh, um, decompressing for work and life and everything. But I know that sometimes training for anything, but especially a marathon, because the amount of hours you're putting in can also sometimes put a strain on relationships. It can, but when I moved out there, I was not running. I I, I was out there for for close to 20 years so oh okay so uh yeah I, at the at the beginning i was not running I, I mean i was running but just casually i was doing right. you know, little 5ks 10ks but n- not training for it not doing any spectacular times none of that stuff um when i moved out there it was a lot more of the you know work 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 happy hour uh happy hour after the happy hour <laughs> and then do it again the next day so um so yeah, I, I, I probably didn't, uh, for the first half of my time out in DC, I was not running seriously. Uh, it wasn't until I, uh, 
one of my colleagues uh, had said, go to the, the track that I had mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, right. I started getting serious into it. And then, uh, so yeah, so, so, so the running, run, training for marathons, I guess, can be difficult on the, you know, on the, on the people that are close to you. But, you know, I've, I've also figured out a way to, to make it, you know, the life balance work out. So. And that's good. That's always the important part. I think that's, with anything that you're doing, it is, it's just so, it can be time consuming, you know, any pursuits you have. And, uh, you know, I just always enjoy talking about it with, with my guests who have families and, and are in relationships because you have to really find that balance between the job, the family and these other pursuits and how you manage to, um, kind of come to an agreement and, and make sure you're there for all aspects exactly and it, it's a challenge sometimes but you know it, it can always work out right <laughs> and so you've got you've got kids now right i have a 13 year old daughter that's right uh no running for her no running for her she is a volleyball player so you know she does uh she does her school volleyball and she does uh club volleyball so that that kind of keeps her busy uh, and, and always at practice and doing different training stuff and tournaments. So it's, uh, she, but she, she has made it very clear to me that she's not a runner. I'm, I, I try to get her out there, but she won't do it. <laughs> it would just, but I'm totally cool with that too, because, you know, volleyball is a great sport and she loves it. And I'm all about, you know, doing positive, productive stuff and what, whatever is, whatever it is that she loves, uh, as long as it's doing something good for her, that's, that's all that matters to me right it, it can be hard because you want them to like the same things you do and, and share that commonality but it's always good just you know god when kids are active and in a positive environment doesn't matter what it is it's it's going to be a good outcome for them absolutely i'm a firm believer that that you know and i think you said the right words you know it's a positive environment and you know as long as they're shaping themselves into good young adults and you know setting setting their life forward in front of them. I think that's, that's a good thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, those club teams though, volleyball, baseball, softball, soccer, it's a, a lot of time commitment for the parents too, though. <laughs> it really is. So, uh, you know, I always find myself scheduling on weekends, my runs around her tournaments. Uh, right. so it's like, Oh, how am I going to squeeze in 14 miles or how am I going to squeeze in whatever, whatever I'm planning to do that day? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you have to do it early morning, sometimes you do it evening, sometimes you do it at noon. Uh but there's always a way to figure out some kind of mileage. Right. Yeah, I agree. Five AM is not my favorite time, but sometimes that's all I have time for. <laughs> exactly. I'm the same way. Uh especially now with the time change, man. It's so rough. <laughs> Oh, the time change is crazy. This morning I woke up and my, my natural body clock wakes me up about 6.15 and it said 7.20 on my watch. And I was like, whoa, how did I wake up so late? Yeah. I, I realized, oh, it's a, it's a time change. It's not that my body my clock is off. It's, it's the actual time change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I knew I had to get up at around 7 to, to have time for my run. But I always like in my head, I'm like, okay, it's seven, but it's really like six. <laughs> so I need to like pay attention in case my watch isn't switching. 
Oh, that was fun. <laughs> I still need to get my run in because I did not get it in this morning. Oh, well, at least it's a nice, you know, the 60s aren't bad. It'll it'll feel good out there. It will. And it's not windy like yesterday. So no, no, not at all. So that's nice. I, I got mine early, though. It was a oh, it felt felt amazing out there, actually. I am jealous. Yeah, it was good. So, man. So let's let's talk about the the website a little bit. Um, New Mexico run. What? Uh, how'd you come up with the idea? I guess. So uh, New Mexico run came about um, in early 2020 when COVID, the pandemic, first started. I got really sick. Um, I was one of the one of the early COVID cases of a really severe case and. I ended up being hospitalized for several days uh, and oh, wow. in really, really, really bad shape. I had never been in an ambulance. Uh, you know, when urgent care said I probably had about a day left in me to live, I was like, whoa, what is this? And they like literally, literally wow. I went from the best shape of my life to crashing to zero. Uh, when I left the hospital, I could barely walk. Maybe I couldn't even walk maybe a 16th of a mile without gasping for air and being out of breath. Um, so, you know, I, I, I couldn't even wash dishes. I couldn't even go pee, uh, without spiking my heart rate to like 120, 130. Um, so it was, it forced me to go from, from amazing, amazing shape to relearning how to do everything, including walking, uh, and just building up like walks incrementally. And then at that time you couldn't travel. So I was kind of just trapped in in DC. So the first opportunity I got to come back to New Mexico, it was a long trip. Um, I made it uh, this way. Uh, no, nobody was really doing anything here either because it's everybody's on lockdown. So I spent all my time up in the Sandia Mountains, uh, building my endurance and just taking in the sights and breathing in the fresh air. And, you know, there's actually, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but as you know, there's something magical about being up on our trails. Uh, and it just like kind of fills you up with this energy and positivity and inspiration when this either the sunrise or you know peak peak sunshine at noon and the, and all the colors are just like popping out or sunset where where all the the clouds are just do, doing that beautiful thing that they do here and uh so I'm like you know what we have really good trails we have all this great stuff we have great food great coffee we have all this great stuff but nobody is ever talking about this why is everybody talking about denver and Bo- not denver uh boulder flagstaff why, why why are they talking about these places when i am pretty sure that ours is better than what they have um and the, what really sets ours apart is i was out there during the winter and you, you could be out there and i know you can't do that in flagstaff and i know you can't do that in boulder uh and so i'm like how do we how do we bring uh runners here to new mexico to experience this because we want runners here runners are good quality people they're considerate they don't mess up the trails you know they're not here to just have a wild raging party it's it's like we have these are the exact kind of folks that we would like to have visit our state so i'm like how would we attract people to come here so i uh, realizing that there's no centralized place to have races that show all the New Mexico races or trails, uh, different things to do. I'm like, what if I just kind of put together a little guide that 
It shows people this is what it's all about. Uh, and when you're here, you know, go grab coffee here, go eat here. There's all these great breweries, you know, all, all this cool stuff that you can enjoy, uh, cultural stuff. Uh, and then, you know, on top of it all, we have, I, I believe, and I, 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 I know that I'm biased and, and I, you probably think the same way as I do, but I think we have the best people in this state. I think that's our, the state's biggest asset. It's, you know, we're friendly, hardworking, good, genuine, quality people. And I think that when, you know, if a runner comes from out of state or, or wherever they come from, if they just experience that, they're going to fall in love with, with what we have here. Uh, you're always greeted with a smile, uh, you know, and just genuine happiness. And um, so that's, that's how the idea came together. And I build websites uh, as, as my own business. So I'm like, you know what, I can put this together and let me just do New Mexico some really good justice. So, so I kind of put NewMexico.run together. That's fantastic. And I think like, you know, we get so much flack for the, the crime and all of that stuff. And that's the stuff that's always getting talked about, but the community and the, the beauty of the state sometimes gets lost in all of that. And so I think what you're doing is, is fantastic because you're showing the other side of it, the, the part that makes people want to be here and want to stay here. And, you know, every major city is going to have their crime problems. They're going to have their homeless problems. And, you know, there's various ways to address or not address that. But, you know, there's there's the good that's happening here as well. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things, and I think you nailed it right there, is Albuquerque and New Mexico in general. Like, you know, people don't, the first thing they hear of it, think of as Breaking Bad, right? Right. Or, and then you see carjackings or car theft or whatever. But that's actually not what this place is about. This, I mean, everything from our artists, local artisans that produce these amazing, amazing products uh, to people that, I mean, the local business owners, uh, the city who has developed all these great trails, uh, and just every everybody in between, it's it's such a good community, and and I one of my goals is is to highlight that local community, and also not only just our business community and our artisans and all that stuff, but it's also our community like you know running medicine, running five hundred five, um, right. all these great entities that are channeling their resources into building up our youth to make them uh more productive and better and live their best versions of themselves and so we we just have so much of that and i really want to bring focus to those kind of things and i i i, I love that like it's it really it, it sounds very similar to kind of my idea with this podcast you know i was listening to all these podcasts about all these amazing runners and current runners and past runners and you know growing up hearing stories about these runners from the state that did amazing things and then running against some amazing runners and running some against some amazing Pawaka runners <laughs> and knowing like what it what I grew up knowing about the state and the people around me and then that 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 story wasn't necessarily getting passed down that there were kids who didn't know the people that I ran against, much less the the people that came before that, you know, the the Tony Sandoval's, the Chuck Aragons, and and have no idea of kind of where 
where we've been in the in in kind of the history of running is i think is important <laughs> absolutely and i love what you've been doing with your podcast uh in fact uh, when i first when i first heard it i was like man this is really good <laughs> well i appreciate that and i th i think that that you know, like I said, I think we are coming from similar spaces and I love that you just showcasing what we have here, the, the places, the experiences and the people. And, uh, and, and I think that's, you know, New Mexico is, uh, it's just different. It's, it's, it, the land of enchantment really is the right nickname for it because everything about it is enchanting and it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. Uh, there's always some, like, you just have to look up. And you're going to see whether it's a bright blue sky or, or you know, a red-tailed hawk flying above or, you know, a formation of, of wild geese flying over the bosque. Like, there's just always something really cool and really special about this place. Absolutely. Or just, I mean, I, I was on the Diversion Channel on my run this morning and just, I look up and balloons, just, just the sky filled with balloons, just people out there. And it's, there's not very many places you can get that. <laughs> right. Right. And like, how special is that? Go out in the morning, smell the pinon smoke uh, from the fireplaces, balloons in the sky, and just, just really, really good. It's a good feeling. Exactly. You know, it's just, it, it like you said, I mean, the, the weather here, the, the people, it's, it's just, it's something you can't get. And then, you know, you tack on that fall chili roasting smell and it's just. <laughs> Absolutely. Where you walk into one of our restaurants, right? And you smell that red and green chili and it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, so I want to, I want to go back a little bit. So you, you talked about getting COVID really bad. How long did it take you to get from that point where you're getting out of the hospital? You can't, like you said, you can't really walk. You can't even do the dishes without your, your heart rate spiking to, I mean, where you are now, you know, if anybody follows you on Strava, like, you know, you're running at pretty good paces. I don't know if you feel like you're all the way back or not, but like, how long did that really take you? Cause you know, a lot of people have talked about that, like long COVID or those how long it's take to build up that endurance and, and fitness again? So that is a really good question and a hard one to answer. Um, I'm kind of hardheaded and kind of stubborn. Um, <laughs> and so when I realized I could not run, I was like, this is not going to be me. I'm not going to stay on this couch. Like I hate the couch and I hate daytime TV and I don't, <laughs> I don't like this. So um, some of my friends back East, uh, their, their coaches, they have a fantastic coaching uh, coaching firm. It's called uh, Run Farther Faster. And they they said, you know what? We're going to put you on a plan. You need to get back out there. And they put me on a run-walk plan. And then, uh, you know, COVID can affect your heart and all that stuff. And I, I, I and the, so I knew that I was about to do something dumb. I was <laughs> here for the virtual Boston and I said, I'm going to build myself up to this marathon. I, it gives me two months to build from zero to 26 miles. So I had to tell my friends, Julie and Lisa, I was like, you know what? I, you guys got me back into the game, but I'm going to have to take it from here because I don't want you to have any liability on this. 
And so I did the hard miles in the middle of the summer in 80, 90% humidity over there back in the East Coast. Built myself wow. up to, to be able to hit 26.2. So I ran virtual Boston in August. Um, I did it uh, fully, self, fully self-supported, uh, no water station, no, no, no assistance with water, no nothing. Wow. I did that one in about a 3.30. And so uh, even though it wasn't not, definitely not my fastest marathon by any <laughs> imagination, I was super proud of it. And I'm like, I, I was about 90% back at that time, but then I, it, it took a toll on my body. I had to relax. Uh, and so that's when I came out to New Mexico for, for that extended period. And that's when I told you I was out in the Sandia. So that, it was really hard for me. I, I had to stop a lot and I had to, I had to really uh, give myself permission to enjoy the run as opposed to trying to say, I finished it with no elapsed uh, time. Um, right. So elapsed time, just that, that whole theory went out the window and I'm like, you know what, let's just, <laughs> let's just go with what, what you can do. So it was slowly and surely, uh, I, I did that. And then, uh, we training started back up for, for the fall Boston training cycle when Boston was in fall. Um, and so I was training with my, with all of my, uh, good runner friends from back East <laughs> and, uh, in particular, in particular, there's about five of us that trained super hard and, and, uh, you know, we, we built up and I, I just kept going with them. And my buddy Jim would force us to do, you know, tempo miles in between in the middle of a 20 miler and, you know, doing stuff like that. And so we, we did a good cycle. Uh, and so between the Sandias and that cycle, that's what got me fully back, uh, went to Boston. Uh, we, me and me and some other, uh, another buddy, uh, we, we ran the first part a little too hard. Uh, we were, we were on track for, you know, a, a really good time and ended up uh, having to salvage the end of the race and, you know, came in at a 302, I believe. And, uh, and so it wasn't the goal that, that I wanted, but I knew that I was, I was back in the game, uh, as of, <laughs> as of that period. So ever since then, uh, you know, it, so to answer your question, maybe a year, year and a half before I got back from COVID. And I, I how do you stay you haven't really talked about any real injuries, you know, when you got back into it and maybe you had some, but if, if, how did you stay, I guess, kind of, like you said, you're, you're hard headed. So I don't want to say motivated because if you're hard headed, then I'm sure it's just like, I'm going to get this done. And I'm going to get out there. But I mean, there had to have been some, some hard times. So how did you keep yourself like in the right mind frame to continue to get back to where you wanted to be? So, um, nobody's actually asked me that question. So let me, (laughs) let me think about that. So, uh, so one of the things I did about eight, nine years ago was I stopped drinking completely. Um, and that's, that's where my, where my running game really started improving. Um, cause I know I was noticing like, you know, I was not able to hang on those 20 milers at the end where, you know, you're sweating out that IPA. Right. <laughs> and, and it's just not, it just wasn't working. So I'm like, you know what? I like running more than I like drinking at this point. So I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the running. But um, during that period of time, I was getting injured and I, I had, I had, I was actually training for marathons and probably only running about 35 miles a week. Okay. And that's about, I would make track Tuesday count. I would make tempo Thursday count and longer on Saturday count. 
And then the rest of the time was in the gym strength training. But the injuries resulted, all my injuries were always a result of imbalance. And so when the the gym I belonged to did a a muscle analysis, they're like, you're going to get yourself really hurt because your legs are really weak. Your core is really weak. Your upper body is super strong. Your right leg's a lot stronger than your left leg, though. And so, uh, so I had to actually start really focusing on core training, lower body leg lifting. Uh, and then I also, some, some other friends, some of my running friends also told me to, to um, try yoga and all of that good stuff. So between strength training, lower body and core yoga, I was able to overcome the imbalances, build up the strength that I needed. And then uh, f- basically from there, my injuries have pretty much stopped. Um, I did have a period of an injury where I had run Chicago Marathon and I ran it pretty well and I felt so good afterwards. But then I jumped right back into training and that was a dumb mistake. Um, yeah. and I, I, I injured myself out of stupidity. Uh, but, uh, but other than that, yeah, I, I've, I've been really lucky. I stay, I, I've stayed really healthy and I, I just, uh, I work out seven days a week, but working out doesn't, doesn't just mean running. It's yoga. It's strength training. It's, uh, you know, it could be just taking a nice hike. Uh, but I, I, I try to keep myself really well rounded and then I make sure, you know, enough sleep, good nutrition. And, and those, those things help out a lot too. That's, that's a good answer. And I follow you on, on Instagram and, and you always show, well, not always, but you show a lot of your strength training, you know, routine. And, uh, I look at it sometimes like, man, I really need to <laughs> get on board with this too. Cause it is so important, you know, through all aspects of the training, but you know, as you get older, it's, it's even more important to keeping, you know, your body healthy and, and ready to go in the way you want it to. No, absolutely. Um, and I'm 49 now. So, you know, I, I actually, I feel like I'm in better, way better shape than what I was when I was 20, <laughs> but at the same time, it's a lot of work and a lot of effort to, and a lot of dedication to, to really try to maintain that level of fitness. But for me, it's, it's at this point in time, it's become a lifestyle. So, so it's, uh, it's, I, I like, I like doing it. <laughs> well, I think it, it is, it's, it's one of those things where you just, you build the habits and you, you find the time cause it, it doesn't always have to take so much time. You can do a little bit a day and it will have tremendous effects on on most people absolutely and that's the key right it's not you don't need to do a whole lot it's just it's just it's actually the consistency and just getting out there and doing it and whatever it is it doesn't i mean my my formula is not the right one for everybody and uh it's just figuring out what works for each individual and what works on the schedule and what works in, in life in general and what makes you the happiest Right. Absolutely. I'm just going with that one. Yeah. I, I, myself, I had, I had a nice routine going during COVID. And then once I actually had to start leaving my house again and planning for that, then it was like, Oh, (laughs) Uh, but no, I, I, you're right. It's, it's, everybody's going to be able to find a different, whatever routine works for them and fits into their, their schedule. Absolutely. And, you know, yoga is not for everybody. Strength training is not for everybody. But, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. It could be 
you know, Orange Theory, or it could be, uh, you know, just so so many different things. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you train? Are you training for anything specifically now? You've talked about Boston a couple of times. So right now, I am training to be in good enough shape to run Boston and to run it in a way that I'd want to. I am actually registered for that race. However, my daughter now has a volleyball tournament right in that window. So um, it's the question, do I need six unicorns or, or what is it that's my priority? And I think I know what my priority is. And my priority is, uh, you know, dad is job one. Uh, you know, I can, I can run Boston whenever I want to run Boston. I don't want to, I, I, not whenever I want to, but, you know, it's, it's, not, right. it's not like a, if, if I don't run it this year, I don't run it ever again. Um, so, so I'm still not, I'm still on the fence as to what I'm going to do with this. But if I, you know, if I don't run that, uh, uh, you know, I feel like I'm running, I'm, I'm doing about 40 miles a week, uh, more or less. So I'm comfortable to run that race or if not, I'll probably just do, um, maybe the Santa Rosa half marathon, which is a week after that, uh, or, or races like that. Cause one of the things I do want to do this year is run a lot of local races. Uh, so you know, I, I feel like that's that's kind of something I've never done. And so I'd rather just do a, a, a full circuit of, you know, really good local New Mexico races because we have a lot of great ones and um, and just maintain a good level of physical shape where I can do a 5K comfortably, a 10K comfortably, a half comfortably. And then if I decide to, you know, jump into a marathon, like, you know, the base is already there and it doesn't take much right. to, to build up to a 20 miler to to have the time on feet. So, so I don't really have a great answer for you as to exactly what I'm training for, but I'm, I'm just basically making sure I'm ready to do whatever I feel like doing, uh, in, in, in the near future. No, I think that is a great answer though, because I feel like so many of us as runners get so fixated on, this is what I'm training for. I'm running this race. Everything is building up to that. And that's, can be so good because it's like I have my plan and it's step-by-step step and it takes me to that, but it doesn't always allow for that flexibility. And so if something doesn't work out or there's an injury or there's a life thing that happens that can get in the way, it, it becomes more than just, Oh, I missed this race. It's everything I built towards is now, you know, out the window almost. And so kind of sharing like this, this flexibility in your thinking, like I, I can be ready to run it, but I have other things going on and I can do this one. And again, I mean, obviously helps that you, this would be, you know, number six and not number, you know, the first one or anything, but I, I think that's an important mindset that we could all kind of benefit from. Well, and it's, uh, you know, something that I've learned from running with a lot of good people, right? Like I've, I've seen people get injured right before their race, but you know, they figure out a way to, to get their mind around that and figure out, okay, I, this is not the end all be all of, of my life. Like whatever, whatever race that was, it's not, it's not the defining moment that makes or breaks me. So, so, you know, I, luckily I surround myself with, you know, good people like yourself and like different, you know, just really good people in our running community and, and so it, it offers you like, you know, the, the mental strength to say, Hey, 
you know what, there is a lot of good stuff out there and I can enjoy all kinds of great stuff and it doesn't have to be that one race. It could be, you know, we, we, we can, we can move stuff around. Right. Well, and just, I think some people get like, again, can sometimes get stuck and just realizing like, you know, we're both in our forties and it's running's not done. You know, (laughs) like I, I feel like I've got plenty of years left to go. I, I, I get the sense that you kind of feel the same thing. And, and it's just, it, it may not be exactly the same as your twenties for sure, but there's so there's other goals and so many other things you can chase that really are just as fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's just maintaining a good level of physical fitness, all, you know, a well-rounded physical well-rounded physical fitness to um, to just be able to do whatever. And, and if somebody says, let's go do this, all right, let's go do it. Right. <laughs> um, you know, you talked about, you know, being in D.C. for so long, and then you, you came back kind of in that COVID time for some time. Now you're living back in New Mexico now. Correct. And what, what brought you back? I mean, I know you... you you're, you're really highlighting the state and you're talking about, you know, in the website and all that, what, what brought you back? So, you know, at a certain, so Washington, to start out with Washington, DC is a great city. Uh, and you know, I would never trade in the experience of having lived outside of the state because I feel like, you know, you learn a new culture, you learn a whole new way of doing things, met a bunch of wonderful New Mexicans who are now some of my very best friends in the world. Uh, Cause there's a strong contingency of New Mexicans out there. So I never, I never really missed the New Mexico culture uh, out there because, you know, I, I was just surrounded with all, with all this good New Mexico stuff. And so, um, but what brought me back is, you know, at a certain point in time, you know, there, New Mexico isn't able to be replaced. It's uh, you know, it actually is a magical special place. And uh, I've been to, I've been to, all over the United States to every major city, every state capital, uh, with the exception of Anchorage. Uh, and, um, and so I, uh, I, it's just a, spe- it holds a special place in my heart and, you know, at a certain, you know, family is here, everything is here. Uh, and so, you know, I've been there, done that. And it was just time. It was, it was like, I need mountains. Mountains are what make me happy. You know, clean, fresh air, uh, blue skies, sunshine, <laughs> like I, like sunsets, sunrises. I need that kind of stuff. And, and so, uh, I had actually planned to move back earlier, but you know, with COVID and, and right. the whole world turning upside down, that wasn't really a, a possibility. So, so it took a little longer than I wanted, but, but here I am. Well, that's awesome. And obviously we're, we're glad to have you. And I love, like I said, I mean, you just can't speak enough of the way that you're showcasing this state um because it it's just so important oh thank you <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's 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 just such a great place that you know it's impossible not to showcase it i i agree <laughs> so, and and uh you know and it's everything not and we've, we've talked about a lot of the, the the nature we've talked a lot about you know the people and we've talked a lot about let's just say we, we even mentioned uh chili and stuff but right but it's, it's just so much more than that it's the it's the history it's like how how is the how did how did uh you know 
everything come together to form a truly tricultural place where everybody lives in pretty decent harmony uh, and, and it's, it's just a, a special place. I, I agree. And there's, you talk, like you said, you talked about the people a little bit and you really do, you can find some amazing people here who, and, and learn about the cultures of people that have been here for generations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, and tying all this back to running, you know, I think our running community here is just an amazing community. Uh, luckily, I was able to, to find Duke's Track Club when, when I got back here and, you know, started running uh, with the team and, you know, just meeting all these really cool people from, you know, Jesse and Arlene down to, you know, right. Sean and Brett and all these wonderful people that, that you get to do some miles with. It's, it's, it's just really a, a breath of fresh air. No, they're, they're a great group and, and some great people. And that's how I was actually about to ask you about that. I, I, I know that you've, you know, run with them again from Instagram and that kind of stuff. Um, but you had talked about running with the group out in D.C. And then um, I was going to ask you about that, finding that group here. So uh, so the group out in, in, in D.C., uh, Montgomery County Roadrunners, you know, that's I've done thousands and thousands of miles with them. And uh I'm a member of the of the race team, and uh, you know, doing all kinds of cool stuff with the, with the team out there. So I was re- actually really worried when I moved back this way, because uh, I, I I I love being part of a, a of a great running community. And so I had seen Dukes on Instagram, and you know, they they maintain a, a really great Instagram page, and it's always the kind of vibe that I like: positive, community focused. Right. Uh, just have a good time with the mileage. So I was like, you know what? I think this is the home for me when I when I get back home to New Mexico. So I reached out, and um, the first run that I did with them was uh, uh, from Michael Thomas on a Friday morning, and it was like, this is a really good group of people. So uh, you know, tried to make as many runs as I can, uh, and usually it's the Michael Thomas run, or it might be a Saturday trail run. Um, but, but it was, uh, it was really refreshing to know that I could come back home to New Mexico and find such a a great running family here. And, and then, uh, meeting a lot of good friends off of, off of the team and also just really learning about the local community. Like, you know, I, one of the things that struck me the most is that you know, how Arlene and Jesse have really focused on making good stuff happen in the community, whether it's like, you know, helping out the kids through the youth team or, uh, you know, filling up pantries, uh, food pantries for people that don't, aren't able to, to, to afford food. It's like, how do we make sure that the community is fed? How do we make sure that the that people are taken care of in a good, meaningful way? And so, um, I feel really blessed and lucky to have been able to to find this here in New Mexico, and you'd you'd never guess it. That this team is so com- is like you know so, so many great runners. Like I'm probably one of one of the slowest ones there, uh, and uh, but but you know the way everybody just is so such good people. Like like it's 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 just uh, it's just amazing to see such fast good runners that do so much good in the community. 
I I agree. It's it's um the work that they do, like you said, within the community is fantastic. You know, they do the the school drives at the beginning of every year, which is just you know being an edu- educator. That's always a big one for me. You know, and they're just always involved with with so many aspects within the community, and it's just it's fantastic to see. And you know, it's just like you said, it's just so awesome to all these different, we have so many different groups here and being able to find the right group that's going to fit you. And so I'm glad you found the group that was, that fits you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually, uh, like I said, I'm just grateful that, 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 that I was able to, to be, to be able to connect with them and now be a part of the team. So yeah, yeah it's a, it was, it was probably one of the biggest worries that I had, but now, uh, <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> How was that transition coming back to altitude though? So I, so according to the watch, to the, to the, the oximeter, oximeter thing, uh, it takes me a few days to, to acclimate from, from the altitude out East to over here. Uh, but in reality, it probably took me several months to really feel comfortable. It's, hasn't been until about 2023 where I feel super comfortable just being able to say I'm I can go tackle a long run no 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 provisions no nothing and be, feel very comfortable with it so the the short answer is according to data it's a few a few days <laughs> according to how my body tells me uh, I perform and and you know monitoring all my Strava statistics and all that stuff um, it was a few months yeah i i i love i i i really do love the watch data and i loved going through and just kind of comparing and you know how did this race feel you know according to the data last year as opposed to this year and and that kind of stuff uh, but man there's it just can't quite match that that real feel of what you're really going through sometimes like I've been, I've, I've had some of the hardest runs I've ever had where I'm just struggling and my watch is like, great job. <laughs> I'm the same way. And, and so I, you know, the watch would say, oh yeah, great. Like exactly like what you said, great yeah. run, your fitness score is improved and right. all of this good stuff. But I'm like, I felt really tired after that. Yeah. Yeah. And or now that. I can honestly say I can go out there and bang out a good fast run or a good long run right. or just trail miles or whatever, whatever the mileage is. And, and it feels really good and it feels comfortable. Right. Then that's great. And that's great. And I think, yeah, always, you know, keep an eye on data. It's not, it's always, it's, it's good, but you know, you got to listen to your body. Got to listen to your body. And I think that's actually, you, you hit it right there, right? Like no matter what you do, whether it's running or, or when you're strength training or, or, you know, but you eat or whatever, it's like, listen to your body. And if your body says you need an apple, eat an apple. If it says right. you probably need extra sleep over miles, you might right. need sleep. Or sometimes it says like, I'll go out for a run. Um, case in point, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know, I'm going to go hit 10 miles. And I think it ended up being like 16. Uh, but the body just said, you know, keep going a little bit. Right. And, uh, and so it's it's just really knowing knowing what you listening to 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 what it says and going with it. 
Absolutely. You know, kind of on that note, you, you talked earlier about, you know, giving up alcohol because you felt like it wasn't helping your running and you cared more about the running. And so now I've, I've seen you uh, and we've talked a little bit about this, you know, some of those new non-alcoholic beers that have the, you know, they give you some of that flavor, but you're not getting as, you know, necessarily those negative impacts of it. And so I know you've, um, you know, had some of those. What do you feel about those? Um, so I love, so one thing I, I love beer, uh, two things. So if there's two things that I miss about drinking. It's the taste of good beer and really good wine. Uh, so luckily on the beer front, uh, athletic brewing started making some really good non-alcoholics and a lot of other folks have followed suit, uh, everything. In fact, what I'm drinking right now as we're talking is Lagunitas, hoppy, uh, sparkling water. Oh, and so it's, uh, basically like a sparkling water, but it's infused with hops and, um, it, it just gives you that, that good flavor without, without any of the negative side effects. And, uh, but I feel like, uh, I feel like it's given me not only good beverage options, but I feel like it also aids recovery. Uh, you know, cause you're putting a little bit of carbohydrates back in your body. Right. And something about, something about that just, uh, kind of hits you a little bit more quickly on the recovery. So it's, I'll often come back after a run and, crack open a non-alcoholic and and it's pretty fulfilling uh i i keep a, a full stash all the time so i have ipas and i have light beers and i have uh pale ales and i have guinness just came out with a non-alcoholic that tastes exactly like a, a regular guinness really and it foams up and everything just just like you pop it and the nitro goes and wow uh, so so yeah I, I i really embrace the non-alcoholic beer stuff I will say they had it at the Turkey Trot this last year, um, some athletic brewing. And so I, I, I grabbed one and I was, I was really shocked actually. It was, I mean, I'd heard good things from you, from some other people. Uh, it was not, I, I don't, I hate saying not bad. It was good. <laughs> Which one did you have? I, I think it was the IPA. Um, was it a blue can? Maybe no, it might it might have been blonde because I think it was a yellow can. Okay, if it was a yellow, it was their uh, upside down uh, pale ale. Okay, yeah, I think that's what it was. Okay, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to hook you up with some of their IPAs. Yeah, well, I'm I and I don't I'm not a huge IPA. Okay, not my favorite, like kind of the more the the reds into the darkers, but I don't I'll drink them. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've been wanting to explore some of, a little bit more of that. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely recommend them. And then the other cool thing is, is you can take it to the trail and you're not violating any laws because <laughs> you can, you can actually crack open a beer after a hard run on the forest, in the forest, on forest service property, and you're not doing anything wrong. That's a good point. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, this has been a great conversation. Uh, you know, do you have anything else kind of upcoming for the website or anything? I do. Um, in fact, uh, I've sort of, uh, it, it doesn't look too different from when it launched, but the whole underpinning of it has changed. I've upgraded the entire site. Um, it's 
So if, if you were to jump on it today, it's even though it looks very similar to what it was uh, last week, it's a whole brand new underpinning of it. Um, it's a little bit uh, more simple, easier to navigate. And instead of taking a we approach, I, I've changed it to an I. Like it's going to be more like a not a, not really a blog, but it's going to be more written from my my tone instead of a, a, a the original Web three uh, digital platform that I had I had envisioned. And and so the other thing that has happened is I have minted pretty much every photo that's on there of New Mexico that I have taken, and what that means is. They are now non-fungible tokens, which is a, which is part of the blockchain, uh, uh, also known as Web three. So it's 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 going to be uh, New Mexico's first Web three page, I believe. Uh, all the all the assets on there will be on the blockchain, and uh, wow, and so uh, a lot of photos have come down from what it was like two weeks ago. Uh, they will be back up as they've all. Uh, now that they've been minted and and uh, and and they're officially in a different kind of technology than than what a regular website has. That is interesting. So I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, Web One was the beginning of the internet, where people had, you know, things were housed on individual computers, right? Like your Apple TV yeah. or your IBM PCXT or whatever. And so there wasn't uh, much, much that you could do with that. Like you know, you could communicate like a basic, basic communications, all that stuff. Web two became the clouds, the, the 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 cloud. So it's like Facebook. All your data is housed through Meta's cloud, or it's on Twitter's cloud, or it's on you know whoever's cloud, Amazon. Right. But they're central repositories of large computing centers that that have servers and everything, whether it, the security from not getting hacked to whatever you're depending on Apple or whoever to, to say, this is, this is how we're protecting it, but it allows a lot more interact, interactive uh, communication. It allows us to run the internet the way we know it. Um, but it also, for example, if they say, Oh, we're now going to charge you a subscription fee to, to have a blue check mark on Twitter or on Instagram, they can do that. They they own your data. They they own all that. The blockchain takes away all of that. It's it's basically using harnessing computing power from around the world, and these two moments in time have to connect with the exact same uh, encryption code for the data to match up, and then it's forever recorded on something called the blockchain. And so. Wow. So rather than servers, it's decentralized computers around the world all operating uh, together, but it's all based on encryption algorithms and, and stuff like that. And uh, so it's a much more secure way of transacting. Uh, it's also, it's, it's going to be the future. Uh, you know, Meta is putting a lot of big money into the, into the metaverse. Uh, you, you've got all this new artificial intelligence technology coming out from Microsoft, from Amazon and, and all these different places. So it's going to be all of this new forward facing technology that, that kind of revolutionizes the way we experience the internet to the way we do transactions to the way we do uh, pretty much everything, every, pretty much everything that we do, how, how the current internet changed, changed our lives when the iPhone came out and, you know, Google and all that good stuff. It's, it's going to be that kind of revolution. 
That is really cool. That is wow. Thank you for explaining all of that. <laughs> well, I don't know if I explained it well. It's it's a, it's a really complicated thing, but it's uh basically I'm trying to get New Mexico dot run to be ready for that future. Well, you you explained it well enough that at least to kind of have like I I have a better understanding than than just hearing you know Web three like that's I, and I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. So. Thank, you know, again, thank you. This is this has been a, a fun conversation, um, and, and hearing what you've done, what you're planning on. The the website is fantastic. Anybody who hasn't checked it out, again, it'll be in the in the show notes. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Um, I I think that's it. Um, I just really appreciate you know. One, I appreciate you having me on here. And then two, I appreciate what you're doing for running here in New Mexico. Um, like I said, when I first stumbled upon your podcast, I was like, this is a fantastic thing. It's exactly what the state needed. And so what I'm most excited about is people like you and Dukes and everybody in this running community here in Albuquerque and throughout New Mexico, because uh, we have great running communities throughout the state. Um, I, I really appreciate what everybody's doing to just kind of all of us pulling together and coming up with a way to really highlight the sport and this wonderful state. And so a, a big thank you to you for, for the piece that you're doing. And I, in, in addition to your podcast, what you do with the Matadors, uh, you know, really improving uh, kids' lives through running on a grassroots level. I think, you know, these are, these are fantastic things. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico.com at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.